0: I want to give you free access to Weaver Sales Academy. On average, tenured producers that work with us are experiencing a 40% increase in auto fire and life production within 90 days. Maybe you just hired a brand new hire. We have a brand new hire training curriculum that will get a brand new hire trained for you and up and selling in less than 10 days. Maybe you need help with life insurance, the new business conversation, maybe pivoting, maybe overcoming objections. We cover it all with our sales Academy. So make sure you take advantage of our free trial today. This is The Insurance Buzz, and we are your hosts, Michael and Courtney Weaver. We coach insurance professionals, business owners, and people just like you every day on how to live a life and have a business you are excited about.
1: Here on The Insurance Buzz, we share the wins, the losses, and everything in between that comes with being married business partners, training in the insurance space, and growing our business side by side. We also connect with other business owners and leaders making their mark in the world, and hopefully, inspire you to make yours.
0: In today's episode, Courtney and I had the pleasure of sitting down with Kathy Como and Kathy shares her experience of being a business owner and agency owner over the last two years, what she's learned, how she has developed a high performing team. And what I mean by high performing, she's got two team members each producing almost a hundred policies a month per person. And she also goes into why she does what she does and what we as an industry need to be focused on moving forward with the customer. With that being said, let's start the show. Hey, welcome to the Insurance Buzz. We are your hosts, Michael and Courtney Weaver, and we have a very special guest with us today, Kathy Como. Kathy, how are you today?
2: I am doing great. Thank you for having me.
0: Perfect. Well, Kathy... So you've been in the business now for about 2 years mm-hmm. and this is your first business ownership entrepreneur so I would love for you just to talk about the last 2 years cuz you've been crushing it so I, but I'd love to hear like about your experience and what you learned in this short time frame of being a business owner and entrepreneur.
2: All right. Well, happy to to jump into that and um so I knew that I wanted to do something different about 3 years ago. Um, I had outgrown the the walls of my current space I was in, in the, the job I was working at, but I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, except that it was three things. One, I still wanted to work with customers. I really enjoy the customer experience. All of my uh, professional background has been in serving and supporting customers, and that's important to me. The other thing is I wanted to have something that would challenge me intellectually keep me sharp, um, allow me to solve problems, and really uh, challenge myself in that way. And then the last thing is I wanted an opportunity to to do something that would allow me to travel. I love to RV um, locally in in my state, and uh, the opportunity to be able to do that throughout the country is exciting. Um, And even though we haven't quite gotten there, we've only dabbled in it a little bit, it is something in the future that I would like to do. So um, I knew somebody um, that was an agent at State Farm, my own agent actually, and picked her brain a little bit about what it looked like to be an agent. And I thought all agents worked um, as an employee of, of the organization, and that's all I've ever done. Worked as an employee for organizations. So when she told me it was, um, you know, structured in the way that we're, you know, independent contractors, meaning, you know, or, or, um, uh, you know where we're our own business people, I was like, Ooh, I don't know about that. Like that feels risky. Like I'm used to getting a paycheck every two weeks, same amount. So, uh, but it gave me time throughout the process to reflect, really talked about the growth and the opportunity and it, it stretched me. Um, so I took the chance and uh, the opportunity, actually two opportunities were presented to me. Uh, one in the town that I grew up in, or the city I grew up in, and it just felt natural, it felt like the, great, the greatest fit for me to be um, in the area I grew up in, and to be able to serve and support the, the community that I'm familiar with, and to have the values of the organization that I represent also very much align with mine, and I, I started the foundation of my agency uh, with those values, and they still hold true today.
0: I'm so excited to announce our new six-figure life insurance producer course. If you currently struggle with consistently hitting your life goals, if you struggle with how to start a life insurance conversation, if you struggle with how to bring up life insurance in the new business PNC sales conversation or how to take service transactions and turn them into life insurance conversations or how to have an in-depth life insurance conversation in person, the questions to ask, how to get the customer emotionally involved in the conversation, how to overcome objections and ask for the sell. This course was specifically made for you. If you wanna be a six-figure life insurance producer, this is exactly what the course teaches you how to do step-by-step. And for a limited time, we're offering 50% off. So make sure you take advantage of this savings. Click the link below and check it out. With that being said, let's go ahead and get back to the show. I mean, I think it's really common to be scared uh, going into owning your own business when you have the security of that paycheck before so what
1: my my belly tightened when she said that because i was like oh girl
0: i a hundred percent
1: remember that feeling and i don't know that it ever goes away i was
0: gonna say i don't because we've now opened what five different businesses and it's like every time we open a business it's still the same like weird gut feeling that's like oh my gosh what are we doing like (laughs) like,
1: there's more on the table and they really like oh okay here we go so what if well it did
2: i was gonna say it does it does help it challenges that um skill set, it's it's like you're flexing this muscle of calculated risk and knowing that there's a there's a beauty in that too. Like it's exciting to see the outcome of that decision. But then you're also there there could be high stakes for that decision. So balancing that and I have found throughout the last couple of years that it's been easier to take those calculated risks and it's been easier to trust me and my abilities and put faith and trust in the team members abilities and know that success can be realized as a result of making these decisions. They so think about all of like those manifestations you see in those, those uh, inspiring posts, it's like you'll only regret you know, that you didn't do this sooner and all of that, it, it resonates with me. And I realize, okay, I, that's, that's me. You know, I, I did it and I'm, I'm enjoying the journey every step of the way, every day of the life of my life.
0: Yep. Yeah. There is something about those Pinterest quotes. They might not have a lot of depth, but they do They do hit on some the point sometimes, and some of them are great. Like... I disagree. <laughs> they have depth. I'm telling you.
2: I do. Well, you guys probably know, Motivation Monday and Fantastic Friday, there is going to be a post. There's going to be something out there from me that I'm, I'm feeling in the moment, mm. or I think you know, maybe somebody that I'm interacting with is feeling and, and put something out there um, in Instagram, on Facebook, share it to the personals. Page on the business page, and that's that resonates with people. It keeps us real. You know, yeah. we're all human beings trying
1: to fight the good fight.
0: Oh, I, I see you on LinkedIn posting those. I, I see that.
1: <laughs> I want to go back to when you started because you said something about the gap essentially of getting into it and having that mm-hmm. fear and feeling like, oh, this is really risky. At what point do you remember a certain point in your career where you were like, oh, this was all worth it. I, I kind of felt like
2: it was before I even opened the doors. Like there's just something about the process of when you know your foundation um, is in, is firm, like what you're like a business foundation or maybe what you're representing is so closely tied to what you strongly believe in. Like I kind of already knew that right from the get go. Um, and that for me is how I make my business decisions as well. You know, there's four things that we, you know, have as an agency, um, you know, as core values, and that's how we, how we make our business decisions, how I hire, how I terminate, um, you know, how we motivate and, and succeed. So I kind of knew that at the beginning, um, financially, yeah, I had to be smart. I was, I'm super frugal. So I was like, okay, pay myself modestly, make sure I'm investing in the business, uh, track, you know, my, my earnings, but I was a little worried when it came around to, oh gosh, we got to pay the taxes and we've got to, you know, how do we do this? So I learned from some business folks as well, how to, how to structure that ahead of time with different accounts for tax savings, you know, your throughput, pay all your bills, your personal account to pay yourself personally. And then psychologically, there's something really cool about having an account that says profit. Mm-hmm. And so I have a profit account. So tuck things over there when I can and know that, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's all profit if you don't spend it. But it is very nice to see things in that account. It makes me feel good. And I obviously can use that to invest in the business as
1: well. Mm, that's smart. So or good. Or go on a trip or do something fun.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. That's That's so good. So you have control of your, you know, exactly where your money's going. It feels yes. like every, every month, which is great. So, Kathy, I would love to know, while this is fresh on your mind, you're two years in.
1: Time out before we go there. What's up? I okay. need to know what the four core values are. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah. All right, we'll go there. So, the uh, core values of the organization is to be customer focused. So, we are in business because of our customers, not in spite of them. So, everything we do is because of them and for them. We're team-centric, so I know uh, there's a lot of hype around being team-oriented, but for us, it's team-centric, but you have to carry your water pails. You have to have an individual contribution. So team structure dynamic is hyper, hyper critical for me. That's number two. Third thing is that we're problem solvers. We're solving the problems that customers put in front of us, or maybe we have internally, but we also are trying to uncover the problems that the customers don't know that they have, like the need for life insurance or mm-hmm. you know, all the, the pivot options. Opportunities, right. That are out there. And then um, last but not least, we're fair and trustworthy um, when you mm. it's hard to build trust, especially in an industry that might have preconceived notions or stigmas. So uh, and very easy to to lose it. So those are the things that we are foundation that we stand upon.
1: Yes, so good. All right. Now take it away.
0: Those are fantastic. <laughs> I
1: couldn't let that go. I'm like, no, I need to all right, know. Girl, thank <laughs> you for <bring> those <laughs> Yes.
0: No, no, yeah. no, no, no. They
1: mean a lot to us too. Yeah. And you fantastic. can tell
0: because you I mean, you're just like bam, bam, bam. Like, I appreciate you sharing those sharing those. That was that was great. So now can we get to my question? Finally. All right. Like, all yeah. Right. Let's go. <laughs> all right, Kathy. So two years in. I'm sure you came into the business. We always come in with a business plan. And like Mike Tyson says, like everyone has a great plan till like, they get hit in the face, all right? And I feel like entrepreneurship, you get hit in the face a lot. So I, I would love to know over the last two years, maybe the one or two things that stick out to you that, man, I've had to change this or maybe not go back and do it differently, but this is what I've learned and had to adapt to going forward that has made me a better business owner or entrepreneur insurance agent.
2: Um, I think yes, there, a business plan was developed. Um, fortunately, I had a background in strategic business planning, operations management, managing teams. Like it, that's that's what I brought to the table. I didn't know anything about insurance other than being a customer. So the I, I already knew about having a plan operationally. You know, being efficient, and those sorts of things, which is really a thank goodness for that because it's really led to our success. So. The business plan was drafted, didn't really know much about anything in the insurance space, but I knew that I wanted to review it quarterly, make notes on it, do an annual um, strategic session day with my team. And I've held two now because my first anniversary, I did one last August, did one just this past month. And it allows us to Revisit the business plan and talk about what's working and what's not working. Um, what are our big, huge goals? And then um, like this year we had whether it be growth and retention because we know in the space that we're in, retention is going to be super huge. So we need to make sure that we've got the right processes in place for that. so the the plan is kind of a, it's not carved in snow in, in stone. It is an evolving plan and we touch it and feel it and make it come alive for us in the space. Um, as far as maybe things that, um, surprise me or that I adjusted, um, I just made it more of a narrow focus. I felt like there were, we were talking like lots of different categories. Um, I didn't necessarily need to look at, you know, into the fine details of of all of the marketing pieces or all of like the operational pieces like the system gives us so much we you know the social media don't overthink it right so there's just some things about it that I think I gave a lot more detail to that I didn't necessarily need to give the detail to
1: so you do a session plan on your anniversary do you do another one at the end of the year or is that when you're doing essentially like you're planning for the next year Well, I feel like it aligns
2: nicely. It's the anniversary. I opened up in August, so um, it, it works well. It's summertime for us, so we usually do an event after. We did a volunteer event this year, but we do an event in the afternoon. But what I like about that August, September is that we can talk about what's going well. We can talk about our goals for next year. It's still far enough in advance of the next calendar year. And then in a couple of months, I'll be able to take those ideas and put them into the financial business plan. And then back into all of my goals that I want to achieve. Like we want to achieve this huge goal. And then how do I break it down so that I'm doing one a week, two a week, three a day, right? Three a day. So things like that.
0: So and let's let's talk about that a little bit because you have a unique goal achievement approach and process that you you do. So kind of walk us through how you do come up with those big goals and then work yourself back, back into it to make sure you achieve it.
2: Well, it kind of can be daunting, right, to have these huge goals. We were talking a little bit about that earlier, and um, and it's hard to necessarily see the finish line or what that looks or looks like, or that it's even doable. Um, and I psych myself out, or I temper myself and say, "Well, I'll do this first, and then maybe next year I'll do this." So I I don't think I was giving myself credit to think big enough and mm-hmm. trust myself to say. I really, I really can do this. Like I, I, if there's a will, there's a way, right? So I feel like for us, we're kind of like power walkers. So we say it's a marathon, not a sprint, right? That's a phrase that everybody uses. And I would even argue that it's not even really a marathon because how often do you do a marathon? Like I'll never do a marathon probably, <laughs> but somebody <laughs> might do, somebody might do a marathon like once every couple of years. Like, I don't know. Um, and you know, you can't do this if you're sprinting. Right. We all know, like, if you do that, you're going to get burnout. You're going to get tired, but I feel like our team is like a, a serious bunch of power walkers because think about that over time, you're the days, the weeks, a month of power walkers consistent. Yep. They're disciplined. They're, Small achievements each time, you know. But they're—I mean—but think about it. Picture your power walkers out in the neighborhood. Like they're tried and true, you know. They're doing the thing. And they are getting after I, it, and they they're do it, it forever. <laughs> There's no age. That's so what on I'm it. saying. So it's a lifetime, right? So think about that. It's a lifetime thing. If you're a power, that's what you do. Hmm. It's your fitness. It's your—it's fun. You get out, but it—but it's also like I think an analogy to like career, right? Career, steady, steady, steady. And yes, you're going to have like, you're going to need to run away from a dog (laughs) or you're going to have like a little, these moments there, or you're going to like, you're going to slow down and you're going to talk to somebody because they, you know, they tug your ear. So then you, maybe you slow down a bit, but. But the idea about the goal achievement is that you have a, a overarching goal of good health, good fitness, whatever, a good psyche, whatever it is that makes you power walk, right? That's kind of like our business. Like we want to do good for our community. We want to have, you know, consistent growth. We want to feel good about our contributions. We want to feel good inside. Like all of this is, I feel like aligns with this whole power walker mentality. Well, that's kind of where the goals come from too. Like They're going to lose one pound a week or they're going to maintain weight well that's what i do with this business like we want to grow but we want to grow at a really steady pace so we we have monthly goals and we have weekly goals like google review is a good example we were thinking that we wanted to get 100 google reviews and then we realized oh if we get just like one a week like we could hit our goal. So we're at ninety. We, our goal was to get a hundred by the end of the year. We got ninety.
0: Let's go. Uh, we had four
2: last week alone. That was awesome. So yeah, just but we're and then we have a board. We check it off the board. We talk about it at our huddle. You know, every day we do a huddle. So you're 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 breaking it down. Two life a week. Two life submissions. If you think on average that well, obviously not all of them will get approved, but you know that's over a hundred submitted a year. Let's say eighty of them issue. Bam. There you go. So you just got to break it down and then talk to the team and where are we at and check it off and Hmm. move on. And then all of a sudden we're like, well, shit, we're doing some good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And we track it. We track it. I track it every day. My board has it. We huddle every day. We talk about where we're at. Like I do have my finger on the pulse when it comes to
1: that. You brought something up. So this is now I have this vision of the power walkers carrying their water pails. Like, they're like getting after it. So, especially in this market, I want to know how are you keeping your team motivated with everything that's going on with rate changes? Customers are pissed. How are you keeping them motivated to continue to carry their water pails, to continue to show up and do so? Cause I know your team. Hi, Amy. I know your team and they show up in a way that they're excited, they're inspired, they genuinely want to help. What are you doing as a leader to continue to fuel that fire?
2: Mm-hmm. That's a great question. Um, I feel like motivation is kind of like empowerment. You can't bestow empowerment on somebody. A person has to just feel it. Mm-hmm. Motivation, I don't think I can you know, kind of bestow upon somebody. You just have to feel it. Um, what I feel that we do here is create an environment where it brings it out. Like I've worked hard to remove the roadblocks to their success as my role as a leader. Um, give them the opportunity to know what the goal is. You know, what are we looking to accomplish today? Celebrate the wins and everything's a win. Even a learning from a really crappy conversation is a win. Um You mentioned, you know, difficult conversations, maybe around rate or upset customers. We have to just kind of go back to that and say, where did we miss? That customer was upset because they didn't didn't like their rate change or they decided to leave us over price. Where did we miss the opportunity to build that connection, to build that relationship? Because I think that that's the most satisfying part of what we do is the relationships that we get to build with customers and really talk about. Like last week I had 17 customer appointments and I was like exhausted Friday. I was like, my glass of wine is calling my name. Oh, I couldn't wait. So, but I was talking to the team and I thought, my God, I heard heartwarming stories, heartbreaking stories, like unique stories, like you know olympic skiers that are going to be olympic skiers like you don't hear those stories every day and the team talks about those and i think that a lot of motivation comes with just remembering that we're truly in the business of getting to know people um they and they are human beings like they're they are people at the end of the day they have trials and tribulations just like us and we remind ourselves too sometimes they're the only we're the only person that they get to talk to or we have a gentleman that comes in on Wednesdays when I bring Emmy Lou my pop and so he'll only come in on a Wednesday to pay his bill because he knows he's going to see Emmy and I don't know that he's going to see anybody else that day you know fixed income and all of that so talking about motivation I mean when you're making a difference and, and you, got, you have to think about this, you have to have conscientious effort because the, the rate increases or the service tasks or, oh, my God, this didn't get through underwriting or blah, blah, blah. That, that can override you if you don't just pause and say, you know, we really make a difference in people's lives and know that we are like that's the fuel that keeps us going is really knowing that. And we're doing it for tons of people, which is, again, rewarding on the other side, right? We celebrate the hell out of that. I don't know if that, hopefully that answers your question.
1: You're cutting to the core. Yes. Yeah. That absolutely answers the question. You're cutting to the core of the issue at, that we are in the people business, regardless of if it's team, customer, or ourselves, that we're talking to human beings. So, so thank yeah, you. Yeah. What I that. just
0: heard right there is you are establishing genuine connection with your team, with your community, with your customers. And, um, I know that sometimes that, Like that was overlooked when I very first started the insurance business because it was so, we were so laser focused on grow, 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 grow that our current customers I felt like got left behind. And so even though the trend in the insurance industry has been transactional, all right, get them in, get on to the next cell. You're actually taking a step back and getting to the true core reason why you're even in business as an insurance professional. And that's taking care of your customers and your people. And, uh, you're setting yourself up for a um, very successful future and career because that's exactly what customers are, are wanting. That's what they're needing. They, they want a mentor. They want a leader. They want that go to insurance professional. I've got great news. Our six-figure life insurance course is officially live. And to say thank you for being a Buzz listener and supporter, make sure you use voucher code BUZZ for your exclusive discount. Now, the six-figure life insurance producer course, if you are wanting to be better at in-person appointments, at virtual appointments, if you struggle at All with how to start conversations every single day, whether it's over the phone in the new business conversation, whether it's pivoting to current customers, whether it's prospecting your current book of business, if you struggle with the types of questions to ask to get them emotionally involved in the conversation or educating them on the types of policies they can have within their plan, or how about if you struggle with writing bigger death benefit, bigger premium policies, That's what this course is all about. This course is about giving you the confidence to write bigger death benefit, bigger premium, and know exactly where to go in the conversation regardless of how you bring it up and who you are talking to. So again, if you're wanting to help more people, if you're wanting to be a true professional and be more confident than ever so that you make more money, the Six Figure Life Insurance Producer course is for you. Make sure you use voucher code, buzz for the exclusive discount today that being said let's get back to the show
2: we're we're getting a lot of validation um in holding our welcome appointments or ongoing regular reviews um you know some of the touch points are simple some of them are more complex uh like i mentioned like my last week but they we know we're hitting the mark because people are saying I haven't had this experience before. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad I have somebody, you know, that's a mm. local in here and our, our, where we're at is very centrally located in the state. Um, they, I, and I think to the fact that I worked in two different industries prior, my career, very loyal, many years with one company, many years with another, and they're both quote unquote, commodity based um, businesses. So, building relationships with you or your company, like you had to make those touch points really work for you um, because at the end of the day, they're less, they, it grows loyalty. It establishes loyalty You're you're putting that emotional change in their pocket. It's like you, they, they stay with you longer, even when you have a moment and you kind of trip a little mm-hmm. bit or they have a little bit of an increase. And when we're proactive with calling on the increases, it's, So I didn't. I was like, oh, my gosh, I know (laughs) I should do this, but I don't know that I want to do this. And when my first touch point with a rate increase and I reached out and said, hey, we're contacting customers that might have a difference in their premium with their upcoming renewal so you can get ahead of it. It's also an opportunity for us to look at your policy and discounts, right? All that. I cross sold not intentionally like i didn't it was just about uncovering needs and having the conversation and we didn't have his house he was an established you know customer from the book Um, now we have his life insurance so just these very you know these touch points just in the short amount of time of two years we've been able to establish this relationship and i'll never forget that because i did not want to have that call and he was like i appreciate you calling me and let me know that you know it's it definitely worth it. it. It scores points. It means a lot to people. And even if you didn't make any changes in the policy, if you did nothing at all, just to get ahead of it, put yourself in those shoes. Wouldn't you want somebody to call? And I joke, I'm like, so and so ain't calling you at the, from that one eight hundred number, you know, to make this call. The electric company isn't calling you about this, you know, because we're having electric, you know, uh, power company rate increases. Blah, blah, oh blah. yeah. So I, I'm like, we are. I am, you know, we're making this call. I said, so hopefully you remember that. You know, we're here to hear for you no matter what. So.
1: I could slap the table right now. I'm so excited to hear this because we have to give a shit. Like the more we care and treat people like human beings, the more they will treat us like human beings. And we move away from the stigma of being sleazy salespeople and actually creating human connections.
0: And in, in your are um... You're being proactive versus reactive. And and what you're talking about right now is yeah. always an argue. It's not an argument, but it's definitely something that's debatable because some agents that have been in the industry for a long time, they're like, don't call anybody. Yeah, you're, getting, you're getting a rate increase. Any, you're getting a pay increase anyways. Who cares? Like, why would you bring up problems? But I love the approach you're taking of, hey... I would want to know this, and I'm going to deliver the same experience that I would want to my customers. And there is, that is powerful in itself. I, I love that approach.
1: I Literally, I could slap the table. I'm so excited because it's, it's, we're human beings. Mm-hmm. And I think if we really want to insulate our book of business, yeah. if we really want higher retention, if we want referrals, we have to treat people like people. We have to get back to this. Because so, it's such a transactional model right now where it's just like, yep. get them in, get them out, let's yep. go.
0: And it's not the agent's fault. Yep. It's what no. the carriers have pushed over the last decade and a half.
1: Well, I think too, It's
2: uh, I think going back to that motivational piece with the team and we talk about burnout and you guys had said something in one of your, your trainings, like when we first signed up for Weaver Sales Academy and it was, you can be busy and burnt out productive and fulfilled and I was like that hit home for me because truthfully we were kind of a I don't know maybe a year in I I can't remember the exact line in the sand and in my mind I was going everybody talks about burnout everybody talks about burnout and I was talking to the team a little bit about Amy right she's been with me since almost day one and I said when am I going to feel this like burnout that everybody's talking about and you had made that comment and I was like, that's it. It's because I'm feeling really fulfilled. I'm feeling very productive and I'm feeling very fulfilled. And that goes back to motivating. That's what makes us kind of get up and keep going, you know, coming in, right? And, and, and supporting and serving our customers new and existing because we feel really fulfilled by that. Um, so that's, I think, it, and then continuing the relationships because then they become easy, right? Easier, right? The more that we get to know people and connect, you can have fun and, you know, or, or ask about somebody in their family or what's going on with their job. Like Then it really, it just becomes truly enjoyable. And you're not just, you know, breaking ground every single conversation to find out, you know, what's their spouse's name and what's their kids, you know, all of that. Like you're really, really br- you know, forming those connections and, and, you know, building those bridges.
1: Yeah.
0: So here's what's, what's I I think is amazing as a two-year business owner, you're starting with the end in mind and you are doing the work now to set yourself up for wild, amazing success in the future so that you can have the business you want. Because I only know this because I, we work with you all, but it's not like you're just Servicing your, your current customers and not crushing it on the new business side of things as well. I mean, you have two sales producers yourself and you all are putting up consistently somewhere between 160, 170 and 200 policies a month, every single month. Like you're crushing it. So and the office
1: is fun. Like you guys genuinely are having a good time.
0: So I would love to know what you think has an, it's a lot with your leadership and mindset, mm-hmm. is what I would believe. But what, how are you doing both? Cause I think that's where a lot of agents struggle. Like, oh, if I provide great customer service, then new production is going to go down. Or yeah. if I'm producing crazy, then lapse can's going to go up. So, how are you managing that as the business owner?
2: Uh, the, the, excellent question. Um, we, so we took on an existing book. So we had some to, to play with. Um, we were already setting up appointments. That's actually how Amy came about. I, I was looking for a like 90 day person to call the existing book, set up appointments. And that was it. Like that was, Amy's going to come into the business and exit the business. That was it. Thank goodness she caught the bug and she's with me now. But we also, um, like, we set this cadence of consistency. And I know we joke about like consistency isn't sexy, but you know, truthfully, it is absolutely where it's at. So like we're starting the second of the month and we have so much already written, but not issued that we never feel like that intense pressure of like a, a clean slate and we're starting fresh, starting new. So I think that also lets us relax. So we can truly just have the conversation. We know we're going to get some no's, but we can just go ahead and have the conversations. I talk to, you know, other agents or team members and they're like, it, it, it's like they're so nervous about hitting a level or a limit or, you know, and, and that's not a space I want to operate from. I, I just want the conversations to be real and genuine. Um, we even in our office, like sometimes they'll get a call and be like, you take this one. No, you take this one. Like there's such a great team back and forth because no one feeling that scarcity. We're feeling the abundance. We're feeling, you know, the opportunities are there. And I don't care that they're internet leads. I don't care that they're referrals or some of the network hot listers, right? I mean, we love more of that. And we're getting more of that. You know, when, when somebody says they read about us, they read our Google reviews. Like that, you know, that makes me so incredibly... Um, you know, motivated and and just yeah, keep that juice flowing. So we put up the numbers. Sometimes like Emma said she was at eighty two this month. She didn't realize she was so close to individual century club, right? Yeah. Amy, I think, was like eighty six or something like that. So it's like, holy crap, you know, these these team members are doing it. You wanna you wanna know how much I produced? Not much, <laughs> very little <laughs> because I'm removing the roadblocks. Like I will do a lot more of the service. I like the claims, not that they won't, but I try to take those things. And we are going to be looking where we haven't found the right fit. We're, we're struggling with getting that extra component to our team. Um, and we do have a, a remote part-time person that I like props to Brittany. I got to give her a shout out here in this this space because she's doing great in Alabama and supporting me um, part-time. So, so yeah, that's... To answer your question, how do we do both? I don't know. You just kind of
1: normalize the excellence and keep on rocking. Mm. I think that comes back to you, though, as a leader, because yep. you control the cadence of it. So if you come in and you go, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to produce this. and Then that becomes the energy that everyone adapts to.
0: <laughs> oh, and we're going we're gonna to change the whole process. And we're going to try something no. new for three weeks. <laughs> yeah. And then we're going to change it again.
1: <laughs> do this. Why aren't you doing this? Da-da-da-da, versus if, if... I think the, he's taking a shot at you. Courtney. No no, <laughs> oh,
0: no, 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 I am in duck. Kathy's trying to get me in trouble right now. No, no, no. 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 So, but no, I,
2: I, that, you bring cool. up a good point, though. I, as a person, I am, I'm a creature of habit. I am a very habitual person. I am up at the same time. I have the same routine. I come into work. I do the same routine. I get ready for the day. I actually, get a little bit, you know, when I'm off, my routine's off. It's like, okay, but I, I'm very reliable and predictable. So the team knows when they come in, they are going to get what they get. Like you guys see that this is, this is what you get all the time. And I don't know. Yes, we have outside influences. Yes, we have distractions that occur. That's there. But I think that's really good for a leader. If you think about the very best people that influence you, like they are very consistent. You don't know that they're going to, they're not moody. They're not, You don't, you don't have to worry. They give you this, hopefully, a space of safety to be able to bring anything to them without fear of worry about how that person is going to react. Like, I have worked very hard to, to create those relationships, um, where people feel that they can be vulnerable. No matter the circumstance, and and I feel it in in the in the team that I have now. I felt it in in prior teams. Those are the best working environments to be in.
0: Hmm. Now I. It's funny you said that because Courtney is definitely much like a jet ski, and I'm more like the barge for sure. But so many so don't many, be mad that I have more energy. You do. you do, okay? But, okay. No, but so many of us. More, but it is a compounding effect. Well, it is a compounding effect, and so many of us as business owners, like, well, here hear a good idea, or we go to a workshop, or we go to a conference, and it's like, oh, we need to change the whole process. Oh, it doesn't work. Let's go back, and it's and you're not doing that. You're you're you have consistent processes. You're doing. You're changing. You're adapting, but you're getting better too. So I would love. I just want to talk about this before we conclude is you've got two producers that are almost consistent century club producers, right? That is, that's impressive. What do you see them do or how are you helping set them up for success to make sure that they do consistently produce that 80 to hundred or more a month per person?
2: (laughs) Well, um, I think that it starts with that cadence of how you start the day. Like we start our day at eight. We do a huddle. So when we do our huddle, we get together in person or if somebody's, you know, remote, you know, we'll do it through the phone. But we report out on what we accomplished the prior day. So submissions, quotes, calls, life pivots health pivots. And then what's our plan for today? And so I think that creates um, a level of accountability and also, again, goes to that routine. Like when we don't do a huddle, if I'm even on vacation, depending on the situation, you know, dialed in, let's do a huddle. It was more like a motivational, you know, huddle in that regard, but just trying to have that connection, that touch point. But again, that just creates this routine of we're going to report out. This is where we're at. They already know on the board. Again, I did my my routine before they came in. And so... I think, you know, we're consistent. I mean, yes, we have a fun environment, but we're not, we're not fooling around. I mean, we just enjoy making the calls or we're, you know, processing the, the leads. Um, We're taking inbound calls and, you know, we're also pivoting a lot. I actually had somebody reach out because we were using the multi-line. Um, marketing source um, a significant amount. And they're like, well, what gives? And so I'm like, well, truly, we're multi lining. <laughs> like we're asking people all the time. So we create those opportunities for you know extra fire policies like personal articles, and um, we have a lot of recreational vehicles and things like that because we're having the conversations. We're talking to people, or they'll drop a seed and like, hey, we can help with that. We can do that. So I just think if you just pay attention and have the conversations, the the, uh, policies just come. Um, some of them are harder, right? The financial services we're continuing to work on. We're practicing, um, the, uh, you know, overcoming the objections and, and, you know, having more successful conversations there, more meaningful conversations asking, not tell, you know, telling is not selling. So <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying to remember that because uh, we're, we're kind of bad at that. Um, I don't know. I, I wish I had, like, we, we've said it before. There's no silver bullet. There's no secret sauce, right, to use some of your phrasing. It's just we're consistent. We do. We ask. We move on from the nose or work through the nose. celebrate the heck out of the yeses. We're in teams. We're always, you know, posting, and, and we kind of joke because we're we've had a little play on words for even submitting, you know, raw new fire and or raw new auto rather and fire. You know, we have a little manner accent on our fire when we put it in or, and we have, we have the fun, you know, raw, you know, cause we, we, you know, got a raw new auto. So it's just, we have fun in our space. And, and I said it earlier, but we just really tried to normalize, you know, having really consistent, excellent performance day in and day out.
0: Yeah so good and i know you guys are also training every single day so
2: (laughs) yeah Uh, we're we're really hyper engaged in your program so thank you for that we take a lot out of it
0: no no for sure so and we appreciate you kathy so if somebody wanted to reach out to you um follow you support you what is the easiest way for them to do that
2: Uh, lots of different ways i I am on linkedin i do a lot of linkedin uh, perusing first thing in the morning at 5 a.m so that's where you'll find me um, I also am on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. So you can find me at Kathy Como. Um, and then, of course, if you're in the State Farm uh, space, you can email or Teams me and I'd be happy to help.
1: <sighs> Kathy, I love following you on social media because you are an RVer and you have the cutest dogs. So thank you for writing <laughs> yes. my, my social media. Do
0: you have any, you have any trips, trips planned in the RV?
2: uh we'll we'll probably get one more trip in this season and before we have to winterize her and put her up for the season but we did go to Tennessee this past year so that was a a nice road trip and uh I don't know next year is to be determined so we'll see
1: have you named her does she have a name
2: well we tried or I tried so um my husband's last name is Martin so um we we did say mainly martin's right the state of maine so mainly oh, martin's is kind of yeah. our instagram uh and then uh we're, i was trying to say mo but i don't know he because it's a momentum grand design momentum but i you don't know it just hasn't she, she's gonna get has not connected
1: it. quite yet yep. <laughs> it's gonna happen i can't wait
0: hey, those grand <laughs> yeah. designs are Thanks. nice oh, i didn't gosh. know it was a grand design those we're things are nice podcast oh, just for
1: rvs love it yes <laughs> i love it
0: Kathy, Kathy, thank you so much. This
1: has been so much fun. Thanks for
2: having me. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. And for all of those of you listening and supporting us, thank you so much. We appreciate you. As always, time is the most valuable and important asset that we all have. Appreciate you spending time with us today. Go out and make it great, Kathy. Thank you again. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Insurance Buzz. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media and leave a rating and review. If you want to take your insurance agency to the next level and join our community, simply check out Weaver Sales Academy at www.weaversa.com. Again, that's www.weaversa.com or visit the show notes on our new and current programs we have available exclusively for you. As always, Time is the most valuable and important asset that we all have, and I appreciate you spending it with me. See you on the next episode.